Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Jamie Nelson, CIO at Hospital for Special Surgery. In part two, Nelson talks about her team's groundbreaking work with digital pathology and how it's already transforming the imaging space, why she believes gathering feedback is such a critical aspect in determining the right work models, and the unintended consequences of being permanently remote. I had uh, heard an interview you did, and you were talking about digital pathology, and that's something that seems really exciting. And you we just did that during about COVID, that. by the way. We brought that live during oh, wow. COVID. That's wow. That's really impressive. Yeah, we, we were we were so um, we were very very lucky. We've been looking at that probably for five years. You know, mm. it had to get FDA clearance. There were there are lots of pieces, and we needed to have cleared the three pieces. Sectra, Leica scanner, and an Epic pathology, mm-hmm. uh, Epic beaker. So all of that had to be as a system through FDA clearance. And we brought that live and we're alive about a year and a half now. So in the middle of COVID, oh my gosh, we did that. Wow. But, you know, there's so much focus on digital and apps and, and mm-hmm. that and consumer, but I keep saying it's much broader than that. Yeah. Um, so digitizing the back office, digitizing human resources, digitizing pathology. So, you know, now those pathologists can bring up impacts, the image of the bone, and then the pathology underneath it and put the two together. The surgeons are doing the same thing. The surgeons are now suddenly interested in pathology again, because it's so (laughs) easy and interesting. And, you know, they can move things around just like you do in any sort of digital imaging system. So, but they're finding things they didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, I think, is really helping for improving patient care, for improved collaboration, research. And guess what? Now our pathologists, if they need to, can work remotely. So maybe there's something that needs to be looked at stat at night. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have to get dressed, come into the office. They can do everything from home. And we're up in the 90s in terms of percentages of slides that were actually diagnosed digitally versus using microscopes. And with our chair of pathology tells me is the ones that we're doing physically, there's, you know, there's some clinical criteria that force that or somebody's just not willing to wait for the process of, you know, the staining and the, the scanning and all these, so they want the result faster. So they just resulted themselves um, in the, the old fashioned way. So that was, uh, that's a, a really um, clinical step forward um, in terms of digitizing. And, and, and now this is all data. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is. And you, you touched on a little bit before, really looking at digital in in different way, something much more holistically. And I think that that's important and that sometimes gets lost in discussions about digital. Right. And I, I do understand, you know, we have a digital team. It's, it's outside IT works very closely with us and they are basically rewriting our MyChart app, our MyHSS app to have mm-hmm. different functionality and the included wayfinding and a new way of guiding people through their surgical journey. So they're putting nice things around it. But that's a piece, a component of digital. Digital, digital is many things that we're doing. And it's also important yeah. for staff. You want your or IT staff to understand that they are doing cutting edge, interesting technologies and that their work is as valued as well, too. So I think having that understanding helps motivate and, and keep very good staff moving in the right direction. Um, I was talking with somebody else earlier today about our, our ERP system, and he said to me, I bet your staff is excited to do this. 
Yeah. And I said, well, absolutely. You know, they've been slogging along with the old loss and on-prems. This is exciting for that team who's done such a great job, but now needs a challenge, needs to be into the cloud world. So it, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting for them. And us too. It's very energizing for our leadership team. Yeah. Oh, sure. I can see that. That gets into a little bit about the issues of trying to uh, hold on to good people, which we're just hearing so many stories about how difficult it is, depending on location, competition, so many other things. So I'm sure that that's something that's always top of mind for you. You know, it is because we, we obviously send people home to work. We're going to bring everybody back in March and, you know, we have varying timetables of how often people had to be here, you know, lots of different, um, and they, what we did as an organization is said, we want people back, but each leader, finance, IT, you know, marketing, whatever the um, function was, they get to look at their own teams, their own needs and decide what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So we bring our teams back and within 10 days, we send them all home because the building that most of these functions sit in had a major flood. Oh, jeez! So all of our offices were literally underwater. Oh so after bringing everybody back, going through that, you know, putting little gifts on mm. the desks and, you know, the welcome. They yeah. all went oh back. I think they were home for two more months. Wow. So, because it was a big flood and we needed yeah. a lot of remediation and we wanted to make sure it was safe and no mold and all those things. So, right, right. Then we brought them back in again, maybe June 1st. I don't know. So, it took something that was tough, but we had just gotten over the hurdle. We went back over, back to the other side, and now we're going over again. So, but you know, it's, it's interesting because you have different people have different needs and wants. Mm-hmm. And um, it used to be, yeah, you could work home a day a week. You could work home if your plumber was coming. That was sort of, but now there's a lot more variety. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, some people love being in the office. Some people, if they never saw an office again, we'd be perfectly happy. And there are people in the middle. And I think there's just a lot that we don't know because this is something we've done this this way for what, a hundred years um, yeah. or whatever. And um, it's really a, a whole new paradigm. So in fact, one of my teams is putting together, the leaders in this, this team has been together what they think remote work should look like, and they're still working on it. And this yeah. is since March. And I said to them, it's actually okay, because I want your teams to experience what it's like coming back. Yeah, yeah. Because you're going to learn things. Yeah. And you can inform, okay, now that we're back, like, this is how we want to modify it. This is what we're hearing. This is what we're making. Sure. So I said, it's actually okay that it's taking months to put this together because mm-hmm. hopefully you're getting real-time feedback from staff on what's good, what's not good, what they want to change. You know, a perfect example is somebody coming on a Thursday and saying, wait, I'm here, but my team's not here. You know, most people are not here. Well, you all want to choose your own day. Mm-hmm. Right, so You right. chose Thursday. Your colleagues chose Wednesday. Yeah. So, and you don't think about that in the beginning. Yeah. So these are, they're interesting. It's just very, very different and interesting time. Yeah, it is. And when the pandemic first hit, my, my kids were in second grade. So it was, it was. (laughs) Twins. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. During the first few months when nothing was open and, you know, we had to, I had to be home with them. That was obviously very difficult, but once daycares and schools started up at least half days, made a tremendous difference. But I I definitely felt for people who had colleagues who were going back and they, they really couldn't yet. And it's something that, you know, I know you've talked a bit about this, about how leaders really have to kind of stay cognizant of that, that people who were home because it's, you know, 
the best situation, making sure that they don't get kind of lost in the shuffle. Yeah, and, and I think it's going to be interesting because as we give people choices, mm -hmm. there are going to be unintended consequences. Mm -hmm. You know, if leaders are on site, yeah, then you're going to be seen on site. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be more water cooler conversation. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, we really haven't figured out on teens how to have that quiet chit chat because everybody can hear. Mm -hmm. So if yeah. I'm asking... Maria, how are her kids doing in college? Everybody mm -hmm. can hear the conversation. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. not like that quiet sidebar you can have with somebody. So it's a, it's a whole different feeling. So will yeah. people who are not in the office become disenfranchised? And then my worry as a female leader mm -hmm. is that I have spent almost 40 years making sure that women are heard and are in technical roles or in the workplace and are understood. And then I think a lot of women, because we still bear... Mm -hmm. the larger burden of home, child, elder responsibilities, yeah. I think a lot of women are going to say, thank God I can be at home. Yeah. But I think this may cause kind of a slip back in women's progress and equality in the workplace. And that, that scares me. I don't know that people really thought that through. Now, yeah. Kate, maybe that's right. Maybe what I've been doing, my, my kids are 32 to 25. Maybe, maybe this is not right. Maybe working full time and having to balance it. Maybe it's not. I don't know. You know I've survived. My kids are all fine. Mm -hmm. um, but I, we don't know what the ramifications are going. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think this year is as much of a sea change as the COVID years were, because it is really starting this whole new paradigm and figuring out what really is going to work and how people can have the most effective work life, but balance that with their personal lives, but also be able to progress in an organization and yeah. how leaders need to be deliberate as you were indicating and thoughtful about. There mm -hmm. are people who are electing to work from home and how can you make sure that they do not get caught or left behind? Yeah. yeah. It's it, yeah. yeah. probably the toughest thing I've dealt with in my own career. Yeah, it really um, is. And yeah, there's no, there's no right answer. And I really agree with what you're saying. There's a lot we don't know yet, but I know that for um, a few of the moms I know who still have kids school age, the commute is just a wonderful thing because it's, you have a transition. So I even when I'm remote- I used to in my driveway oh. to finish <laughs> the chapter on the book on tape before yeah. I would go into the house. Oh, yeah. even for couples to have that break. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Work trips. I mean, mm -hmm. work trips were like, whoo, no dog, no kids. I yes. Have breakfast. I mean, those, those are one work relationships, work mm -hmm. friendships. Yeah. Male oh, and female. I would never have a lot of the male friends I have mm -hmm. had I not been at work because we tend yeah. to, you know, outside of work, we kind of cohort with our own. Right. So I think there is a lot of value. Yeah. Working at home is not as easy, I think, as it sounds. Yes, mm -hmm. you don't have to commute. Yes, you can, you know, run a little laundry or a quick errand or something that you normally would have to wait for a Saturday. But I think it's it's hard and people have to adjust as well at home. So my preference is home is rest, work, office is work. I sort of black and white. So yeah. I, I actually, I prefer that. Plus I am a, an extrovert, love being around people, love the intellectual stimulation, love the chance encounters but that's my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. I know that what's important to me is not necessarily important to, to others. No. no, it's going to be a really interesting few years. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it is. And 
you know the phrase new normal is so overused, but it's true <laughs> because the normal is just going to keep changing or really there is no normal and we're just. Well, you know what? There hasn't been a normal. Think about when our parents were yeah. young, oh, you know, yeah. what was going on then. And, um, you know, we haven't lived through a world war. Life is always changing. Yeah, that's so true. This is just something a little more, a little more seismic than one expected, but we'll manage. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I always like talking to you. I appreciate your time. Great. Nice. Nice to catch you. I'm going to say hello to Anthony. Thank you. I will. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.